Series 9 of the Lennon Courtney podcast is coming very, very soon. And in the meantime, follow us on all social for all the latest updates. How are you? Season 5, fabulous. <laughs> Season 5, I have a hive. <laughs> Your hives don't happen anymore. You've children's on you. The children still get hives. Hives are really, really. Well, are they like, you know, white dog poo? A little are they bit. No, no longer prevalent. But you know, it is prevalent. Being pissed off. Yeah. I, I actually did think that when we were discussing this, I thought I was lying about, I was lying about last night, tossing and turning and thinking, is it too negative? And then I thought, nah, I think it's, it's okay. Time. I think it's time. I mean, given, so I, it won't take a genius to figure out that we decided to do the pissed off issue because we kind of figure that even if you're not pissed off right now, listening to this podcast, uh, we'll make you, you have, pissed off. You have at some time in the last week to two weeks experienced some form of being extremely pissed off due to mm-hmm. our global circumstances. So is the upshot in that, that it is bad for your health? Is that what we're saying? Not necessarily. Well, a sustained level of that, I suppose, uh, physical manifestation of an emotion must be that's different right sustained is not good and in fact i know a lot of people who've been maybe not necessarily in a sustained state of anger but in a sustained state of anxiety and and it's a similar chemical effect that the the adrenaline is on overdrive in your body and there is a there is a medical disorder like adrenalitis or something like that 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 can actually cause physical effects um like in enlarged eyes and and really visible manifestations so we're not supposed to be in those sustained and heightened states you know they're they're they should be fleeting so let's drill into that then given the current situation lockdown number three uh no clear path out where we are no perth um people are in a heightened level of pissed offness right um and what i do like about modern culture and social media is that very quickly the drums go out where at the start of lockdown one it was lane the language write a book and then people are like no 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 don't feel bad if you don't do anything if you sit in your hole just get through this right get through this with your sanity and now people are on the and now it's gone on for a year and now it's accepted to be pissed off. And it's instead of feeling bad about being pissed off, we're saying, it's, you know what? And almost the tolerance is, is in some way, I'm wondering, is the tolerance fueling it as opposed to, we used to say, let's get on with it, right? Now we're saying, it's okay to lie down, feel sorry for yourself and be really pissed off. But you're, a sustained level of pissed offness is just going to be bad for your brain, right? Yeah, and, I, I, and that's certainly, it's something that that I'd be really aware of. Now, it takes a huge amount to 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 tip me over. Like I I really, you know, I don't rile easy. Um but, but I've had like I've had it like where you're just like, oh man, like I just I'm feeling so pissed off with everything. I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm pissed off that I'm feeling sorry for myself because I don't like that either. That's not a good look. But actually, you know, literally setting an alarm on it and saying, you know, I am going to have three gratuitously pissed off, sorrowful, self-indulgent days and just everybody can just go to hell. And and when those three days are up, I'll pick up my skirts and get back on the saddle again. You know, that it's, uh, uh, you, you, it is really, really 
bad for you to stay in that sustained state. And it's really hard for you to manage it and get out of it the longer you're in it. You see, and listen to you there, my problem with being pissed off is don't really have much control over it. <laughs> so I can't say, okay, I'm going to go into this state for two days and everybody can feck off and I'll be grand because I'm pissed off. <laughs> so actually, they, they did do studies because I was really interested. When I started looking into this subject, I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if anger is different in men and women. I wonder if mm-hmm. it's a different kind of construction or a different behavior. Um, and, and it has been proven that, that men who feel angry are more likely to display aggression. Although this doesn't mean that women are not as motivated to be driven to rage as frequently. So one study by scientists in Southwest Missouri, Missouri um, surveyed 200 men and women suggests that women were as angry and acted on their anger as frequently as men. The difference that they identified was that men felt less effective when forced to contain their anger. So women can be really angry, can contain it, and still be angry. <laughs> men struggle with that. It's like, did you see that clip that was going around last night of that council meeting where the two council male members, we'll, we'll include the link in the show notes, but they got really annoyed because Janice hadn't been following, following procedure. And she just sat there and she, she was on woman's hour today. And she kind of just went through chapter and verse. Like there was no point in, you know, she had power in a different way because she didn't let it go. Like you said, but they were just being silly over these procedural issues, which were sure irritating, but we'll include that. You're, you're striking a chord here because, and maybe it's, how men and women think about anger versus pissed off because for me they're different things like yeah they're they're not one can lead to the other (laughs) obviously but to be in a perpetual state or a state or just be pissed off is akin to slight depression tinged with anger slightly on the edge that's what it is for me right but it's not anger because i know that i'm probably going through it because of external forces beyond my control, but it's still pissing me off, right? And so I think that's what I acknowledge it to be. And I think that's what people are saying. It's okay to be pissed off because you're pissed off because everything's happened around you. You can't control any of it except for stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, all those things. But apart from that, you know, you have to go out and get food and you have to shop and you have to not see your family. So the pissed off side of things for me is just a bit of the, I always think of being a teenager it's almost, it's close to boredom as well in my head, pissed off. It's really interesting that actually, because it is like a kind of, it's like the long tail at the end of anger nearly, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I remember, my, I have a very good friend and I remember her daughter when she was a, a toddler and that kind of tantrumy, angry, oh, yeah, and like the, the, the toddler was screaming and writhing and so like angry, but really pissed off as well. Like it just, cause actually that, that, that toddler tantrum, and this is really, I love where you're going with this because they, they actually um, sort of disseminated a toddler's tantrum and figured out that it was equal parts sadness and anger, which is what pissed off is. And it was like, ah, that's it. So, so this toddler was like (laughs) crying and ranting and gnarling and all this kind of stuff. And my friend was driving her home in the back of the car and the kid was in the, in the car seat and she was giving out, giving out and crying and pissed off. And And when she got her home, she sat her down and she said, look, you know, what, 
why are you doing this? And the toddler at the age of about four said, I can't even remember. <laughs> she worked herself back around. And that's it. Like sometimes you, you just, you find yourself in this kind of loop of not even knowing why it's so bad. But what was interesting at the very end of that conversation, when she did talk her daughter down, her daughter said to her, look, mom, you do sad and happy. Dad does angry and happy and I do angry and happy you know and it's it's almost like ooh, there's a there's a relationship there between anger and sadness and that's where pissed off lives and, and pissed off creeps up on you probably much like depression right so you'll you here's a mad thing sometimes I will come have a wonderful day at work or existing and I have to do something in the evening and this was during normal life and it would probably involve meeting people or going out and over the years right I would recognize a mood in me that I would say I'm better off not going out I'm not in the I'm pissed off I'm just pissed off I'm either tired something's on my mind but I don't know what it is but I recognize it was slightly tardy slightly going if someone something would happen and I go oh there's a little sign and I, invariably I'd go and I'd be pissed off <laughs> so I've now learned to recognize that and go actually I'm not going to go because and it's probably it's probably tiredness and, and combined with a little bit of frustration around something else and your ability to probably deal with tricky stuff is 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 half, isn't it? When you're tired, right? So you just you don't why have go in capacity? You don't have the capacity, and that's it. And so it's taken years to recognize. I just don't have the mental and emotional agility and capacity to get through a woohoo moment with a group of people coming from the mood I'm in, and go to bed early, get up, and it's gone. So maybe I just get pissed off when I'm tired. A sort of a safety mechanism and an insurance policy for your brain and your body that you What's know that? what you need is a, a, a restoration. And in fact, I was watching a really interesting, um, well, I thought really interesting Ted talk with a guy called Tony Schwartz, who r- wrote the book, the way we're working isn't working. And he was actually, talking, Sonia, yes. let's take a little, let's take a little break for two seconds and then we'll come back and listen about that. The way we're working isn't working. And he was talking about, um, the four energies that we have. Okay, so we have mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical, and that we need to rethink those energies in terms of their complementarity. So we, everything that we do and how we work right now is based on expanding energy, expanding emotional, spiritual, physical, yeah. mm. you know, mental energy. Do it, do it, do it, and and we have no focus on the on the the complementary aspect of that. So for every energy that we expend, we need to renew it. And we're not thinking like that in today's world. So for every... Just before you continue, Sonia, with that, just I think there is a lesson from all of this that the the grind of... I I heard on the radio in the car today, I had to go and get some stuff, and I heard an ad for Sunday newspaper, and it said... And it was felt so old fashioned. It said an interview with some Irish actress I'd never heard of and her, her unstoppable Hollywood career. Yeah. And I was like, nobody cares about that anymore. 
that her unstoppable Hollywood career, that just makes people feel bad about their stoppable lives, right? So it's like, yeah. what a stupid phrase to use. People go, I don't care about her unstoppable career, where that language is now almost, dare I say, a little passe, that to live within your own means and desires rather than paste what you want from other people's lives or, or decide. The other piece of that in, 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 a, in a kind of a mid post COVID uh, reality that I <laughs> I love that <laughs> is that we uh, we are ch- deeply challenged which can lead to us being p- pissed off right in our domestic environments right now and uh, a friend of mine oh yeah a friend of mine yeah I've got rats <laughs> <laughs> was at a meeting the other day and 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 somebody said to her are you okay or how are you doing how are you doing and she, she thought about it for a second and she thought um, I could say what is expected of me, which is fine, how are you? Or I could tell the truth and say, it's actually really <laughs> difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And she chose the latter. And she, she talked about the particular issue that she was facing. Um, and the person she was having the meeting with, who was a client, by the way, shared that he had also experienced the same difficulties and and wow they talked about it and i was talking to her about this and i was saying that would never have happened before never Mm -hmm. that that um that willingness to to share your vulnerability to share your your humanity with other people and to be allowed to be um you know failing or or not winning I think that's very, very interesting. But I also think it's even more sinister than that. I think our generation, particularly Sonia, are the children of an 80s mentality where success was the most important part of our lives. Coming from nothing and achieving greatness was educated from our parents to our schooling. It was win, 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 move to New York, move to London, move to Paris if you've got the neck, learn another language, win, 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 succeed, succeed, succeed. And that just, it's just burnout. It's just too hard. And we do see the top 5% who do make the millions. And now we look at them and wonder, they're in lockdown too. <laughs> you know, we yeah. don't, are they any happier than we are? So I think that balance, that life balance thing, which was obviously work-life balance was in the ether. It was definitely something people were waking up to and going. And also that brilliant fact about once you once you hit 70 grand, anything yeah. past that really doesn't bring much more happiness, just maybe better schools and fancier cars and a bigger house, but doesn't attain more. And while 70 grand does could sound like a lot to a nurse or a junior teacher, um, when you hit 50, it's probably average enough in, in, in rural urban areas as well in, in terms of business. So all that language was coming anyway. It feels like it's been really consolidated. Like even looking outside, are you pissed off where you're living? Yes, I am. And actually, I kind of have been for a while, you know. But where do you want to live? Oh, I think I'll think about that now. I have some space. So let me talk to you about that. I mean, my, my um, it's interesting, right? You, you make choices around that emotion, I think. Which emotion? Uh, well, to be pissed off with where you live, right? And I understand it because we've talked about it, right? But you, for, for me... I would be thinking if I if I let that take hold. Now, by the way, I do love where I live, so it's not the same thing. But um, if I let that in, can I ever not be inhabited by it? 
So I so it's, I wasn't actually talking about me in the first person there, to be honest, but I kind of was, I suppose, because it has co- occurred to me, is this my forever home? And just for full, you know, clarity and transparency, I bought this apartment really fast because I had a deposit really quickly that would have had to go on a tax bill. And so I rushed at it, never thinking it was going to be my forever home, first of all, right? I I, ha- I wanted to own an apartment because I was living in my old box room in my parents' house when we were doing off the rails. I was 30 fucking seven or eight and I just couldn't go on like that. And I was renting a room there. I fortunately or unfortunately just bought my apartment in London but then I had rented that out and I was like, oh, God, we're going to live in Ireland. And it was long haul stuff with off the rails, as we knew. So I was like, OK, this came up and it was just after the recession. So it was it was 170 grand. It was really affordable. I would never have been able to afford that. Shockingly, people will think, but I wouldn't have been able to afford the average price before then, before the crash, which was I think this was 500 grand. I wouldn't have got a mortgage for that solo. So I seized the opportunity. So then I've just gone along with it, renovated, did a nice floor, blah, blah, blah. but I've had to sit in it now, really think about it. It was never intended as long-term and now it probably really isn't long-term. Am I pissed off with it? No, I have a beautiful space. I love it. It's easy to heat. We're very comfortable here. But if in five years time we have another lockdown or whenever, I would love a little garden. I would love a little space. I would like not to be maybe so in the city. It's very real in the city and I find... It's probably not a great place to grow old, the city centre. You know, it's not, it's very fast. It's, it's quite unfriendly. It's quite unsafe. So that's, that's why. But I should preface that with, I'm not really pissed off. I feel quite lucky. But, um, but if you take, think, forget about the, the specifics of that, though. Yeah. Do you not get that sense that if you let, um, okay, it's different to be pissed off with something that's fleeting. If you allow yourself to be pissed off with something that you are, Okay, this is the crux of it, that you're not willing to change. Mm. Okay, so before, we, before yeah. we go to that, right, let's, get, let's dig into what, what pisses people off, right? So before we start to, because I'm, talk, I'm thinking in my own head about, I love your advice about how to let things go, you know, how not to internalize it. But, okay, short term, what pisses you off? Um, Esther, happy thinking. Um, micro injustices. Um, so li- yeah. little, little, little things that happen that just aren't fair or equitable. That, that so people stealing your car parking space. No, it's more like that. I kind of, I'm pretty sanguine with the outside world. It's more the people around me that I have that I, I, I want the behaviors to be to be good and honourable. And if I feel there's any um, flouting of that, I, I, I do get a bit pissed off. Um, but if somebody, you know, somebody cut out in front of me, I'm not, I don't suffer from road rage. It's like, whatever, that's, you know, that's your problem. I, if you're not, if I let you out and you didn't say thank you, um, that's okay. I didn't let you out for a, a garland, you know? Um, it's, so it's, uh, it's unkindness. It's, um, yeah, if I make dinner and the, and, and, oh, hello. A tiny piano player. <laughs> <laughs> so you ready for what pisses me off? Have you got a pen and paper? Uh-oh. We're sitting down. Well, oh, I, had a, go I had a good think about this. What really, really gets my goat and sits with me and pisses me off, and I quite enjoy it, is people who get pissed off on behalf of other people. 
That's a good one. They really get up my yeah. nose. Yeah. <gasps> Can't believe that happened to them. Shut up. You're not helping. <laughs> it's like, it did happen to them. What's the solution? You being pissed off just adds fuel to the flame. And social media has provided people with cans of petrol to throw on other people's pissed offness. It drives me crazy. I was actually on my little run today and I was thinking, I would really like to get to a phase where I speak nothing, where I, I make no actions and I say nothing that does, that does not in some way help me and all, everybody around me. So to, to stop you're, saying... You're going to get to a Zen Buddha state of enlightenment mm. where absolutely everything you do... Cheekbones, enlightenment. Utility. Well, I, I, wouldn't it, I just thought, like monogamy, right? It's real simple rule. Just don't say bad shit, right? Just don't, yeah, don't yeah. be pissed off. Just don't say it. And actually, imagine you, well, as I go to engage with somebody in a queue that they skip, I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't say bad stuff. So I just don't engage with that. I, I, as I was running, I was thinking, I think I might be onto something here. And then somebody ran in front of me and pissed me off. But that's, that's <laughs> um, no, I, I really hate people being outraged on behalf of other people. And, and, and that brings me into a different mindset, which is my, I'm not really pissed off, but then I'm being pissed off with the pissed off people who are pissed off with somebody else. So am I just part of the problem then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But then I think you need to, that's when you have to just use Twitter and Instagram minimally and just yeah. put it away. I just don't, then don't, I have a rule of never to say anything negative on social mm-hmm. media. Or never mm-hmm. say anything to somebody you wouldn't say to their face. Yeah. And the, so the other thing I want to say, what really pisses me off actually is, and it makes it gets emotional with me, is when I feel um, an injustice. When I, you know, that's on you. When I feel that somebody is taking advantage knowingly, unknowingly is different. But if somebody is knowingly taking advantage of my generous spirit, in professionally particularly, I get I get angry. I don't just get pissed off. I get pissed off first and then I get angry. And then I have to walk away from the situation and assess it because very often if when you're clouded with pissed offness, you, you think the problem is far greater and the intention is far meaner or worse. Generally people don't give a shit about you. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not trying to hurt you. They're just trying to do their stuff. So, um, my God, I'm very Zen today. Aren't I? Planking um, yeah. <laughs> really helped your Zenosity. Or <laughs> you need to plank I, more. Than I me. can't imagine anything pisses you off, Esther. Yeah, I tell you what, they're small, furry, got little teeth. They can eat through concrete. <laughs> Esther's having a rat issue at the moment. This may be the pissed off issue, but it's the rat issue also. But you know what? And it only occurred to me as we started this recording. <laughs> Your outside things, did it occur to you? Because I was not thinking it of it. It did. And actually, I harked back to my teenage years because if anyone can remember um, back to that period of their life, there was a huge amount of time spent pissed off. Like I found a letter <laughs> that I wrote. And the poetry. Oh my God, I found a letter that I wrote to nobody in particular about my state of mind. I'd say I was a treat to live with. But anyway, (laughs) what I used to do was um, I used to kind of lock myself in my bedroom and and blare the the infected. um, I love that. Love that. Angry album. It's it's really good though, isn't it as well? Really good. And I play, I started playing it for Finn the other day and he really liked it. So um, yeah, that's my, that's my pissed off. Just, let it out through music. I found actually 
a book to escape to mm-hmm. for pissed offness is the, the two books by Mark Mark Manson. You know, oh, yeah. Mark Manson, who wrote, yeah, yeah. he wrote, he wrote, he wrote three or four books, but the two famous ones are The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and then mm-hmm. Everything is Fucked. And yeah. he starts off The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, basically kind of like an early middle-aged man on a rant, right? And then he goes into incredible psychological hoops, doesn't he, Sonia? And, and cartwheels about all different things. It's very, so what I found is if you're really pissed off, those two books, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and Everything is Fucked, are you come out really refreshed from them, but they're so funny and interesting. They're a great way to distract you from being pissed off. That's my little tip as well. What about you, Brendan? Oh yeah. So for years and years and years, I would destroy jackets up against corners because I get an itchy back. (laughs) It's really weird. And it used to drive me crazy to the point that even here, I said, please, please, please please scratch my back. Please scratch my back. Please scratch my back. Just scratch my back. Because I can't get at it. And it would piss me off. I have one of these and I'm holding up a retractable back scratcher that my sister buys me every birthday and every Christmas. And I have one in every room and I constantly have one, have one in the car. So now I can just go. So if it's itchy, <laughs> scratch it. Wow. This is life changing. If you paid me, paid me three million euro, I would not have guessed that you would have claimed I, the back scratcher. I scratch constantly my back. My back is constantly itchy. And I, I, I love it. I'm like a little dog i love it and for years i and i always every time i take this out and scratch i honestly think of the amount of time i spent in my late teens and 20s when i must have been growing hair <laughs> itchy and scratchy i go oh i'm itchy and you know the way you know sonia how i hate to be scratchy or itchy and then i discovered one of these and i think that's probably why i'm so zen because i can actually scratch the itch <laughs> I figured out how to scratch the itch. I'm so fucking yeah. amazing. So listeners, we hope we've scratched your itch today with a pissed off <laughs> issue. <laughs> the Lennon Courtney podcast is an Exceed Potential production. Episodes are produced by EOMD Productions. Follow at Lennon Courtney on all social media platforms for the latest news and updates. New episodes are released every Thursday. Right.